0: Today we bless our brother as he brings us the word. We thank you for your servant, God, who you've prepared not only a message on his lips, but God, you have burned this into his life. And so God, as you continue to help us discover the depths of what it means to walk in a kingdom culture Today, God, release into us this word about a culture of dependence, of God learning to walk together in you. Jesus, speak to us. We are here to hear from you. Come, Lord. We receive, Lord, with glad hearts. Lord, your word today, as it is brought to us, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Would you please join me in welcoming Pastor Justin Biaquelli this
1: morning. Good morning, church. I can share with you what God did put in my heart this morning. Let us pray. God, my Father, who am I to stand up here to speak on your behalf? Who am I to proclaim your kingdom? I'm standing here is because of your grace. Your blood you shed on the cross because of my sins. God may the word of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be pleasing in your sight. O oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. I'm grateful to be home. Sometimes there are trips and trips, and people to understand the area or the challenges or situations and conditions that people walk or worship or praise or minister it's not easy to understand if you've never been on the field. Like Pastor Jim said I was called with a PMU to go to consult for them for a short term for three weeks in three different countries but it was hard in my birth country, I couldn't do the work I was supposed to do because the war, those rebels, again, I think you guys heard on the news that they start firing and they were killing and people were moving all over. But I'm grateful for your prayers and that's why I said I'm glad to be home. Amen thank you for everyone for your support and those who did dedicate their time and their vehicle to pick up my family pick up and drop them back and forth from home to church and we say thank you for all of you and I don't know how I can thank you but God who called you and who put the compassion and love in your heart will reward you. This morning, I'm going to share with you a short word, how we can learn to follow Jesus together. Let us read the word of God from Acts 2. Chapter 2, verse 42. I know you guys are used with PowerPoint. I love PowerPoint too. I came on Thursday night and I didn't get a chance to walk with magic magic fingers of lees <laughs> because we don't have PowerPoint, i think that each one of you will have a time to write something down and to keep yourself busy instead of looking on the board let us read the word of god acts chapter 2 verse 42 They devote themselves to the apostle teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of the bread, and to prayer. When I was reading the book of Acts, I can see the whole book of Acts is a book full of action. No reactions. When I talk about the actions, it's not our personal actions. It's not our own behavior. It's not about what we think or what we want. Those are actions initiated by the Holy Spirit of God. God. I remember, there are some time we can think people are acting through the Holy Spirit of God, but they are reacting from their inner ego, from their inner selfish. I remember a story. I'm a Pentecostal. I love the actions of the Holy Spirit. And there was a young lady in the church she loved to speak in tongue. And anytime the pastor stands up, she will raise her hands up and because as she has knows already her customs, they will come stand up behind her so she doesn't need to fall down. And she did that for ears. People thinking that she's acting through spirit of God, but she's uh, reacting through inner self, selfish. One day, the pastor, the spirit of wisdom spoke to the pastor. And the pastor told the ushers, again, when that lady will stand up, Raising her hand up. I don't want any one of you to stand up behind her. And she has a custom to sit on the corner, the edge of the church. So when she, she falls down, she can have enough room to rule over. That day... When she, but when I'm standing, even if I'm closing my eyes, I can know when somebody is standing behind me, right? She knows that when she stand up doing her reactions, people, ushers will come stand up, standing up behind her. That day, when she stood up, she didn't hear nobody be behind her. But she was looking, somebody behind her to fulfill her reactions. While standing up, she was waiting somebody to hold her, but she was making like falling without fall, falling. She was looking for the ushers to hold her. She didn't hear none behind. Maybe she thought the ushers were in one mirror or two mirrors. She keeps go, going, looking, for the ushers who was holding her. The ushers were at the door, and the door was open. (laughs) While looking somebody behind her and standing up, she was wearing and going and going and going, looking somebody to hold her. The usher who was at the door leaves the door open, and they close the door. She did that for years. People taught was the spirit of God, but was the reaction of herself. When she didn't get no one to hold her behind, she walked backwards at the door, and she went out and when she went out and <laughs> closed the door. until then, her reaction. That's what we call the wisdom of God. If we don't have the spirit of God that shows us the wisdom, we'll never know those who are using the fake spirit to manipulate the church or to manipulate the member in the congregation. But here we are going to read... The book of Acts, that shows the action, the action wasn't initiated with no one. The action was initiated with the spirit of God for God's glory and God's kingdom. Climb the hand for the Lord. Here we have disciples. If we can read Acts 1 verse 1 you will see that teaching was the calling of Jesus. Dr. Luke wrote in my former book to Phyllis, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. In the book of Acts, there wasn't about me. When I was reading here, you can see that, 42. 242. Say, they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching. Jesus himself, he devoted his life to teach 12 people, he devotes his life to teach 12 disciples. And after they were taught for three years, he was able to send them to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. And here we can see how the church began. The church didn't begin because people were there who were preaching on the street or who were doing things. People didn't come to church because they told them, come to church because you will get money. People didn't come to church because they told them, come to church, you will never get sick. Most time I always tell people, if you want to come to church, and if you want to receive Jesus, come to save your life and your soul. But Jesus doesn't own you nothing. The one who taught you that come to church to get or come to church will never get sick or come to church so you can get a husband or a wife or money. That's not why God sent Jesus. Gee, God sent Jesus because of all of us. We were sinners so we can have the life forever and abundantly. When Jesus died on the cross, our debt were paid. You own God, but God don't own you nothing. Hello? And here we see these people were devoted. Ask me I worked with Franklin Graham for four years as the regional international director, over, overseeing over 34 countries. How many times I went to different countries to recruit people? Though I'm thinking that we are walking together. Physically, they will say we are two together, but in their mind and in their heart, they are not with me. They will join me to the meeting. Or they will join me when they are filling out applications but when I will take my flight to go back to US the leader who was chosen will never see them any anymore when they will know that I'm coming again to their country to do follow up again all of them will show show up doesn't mean those people were devoted when somebody is default, we can call again about sacrifice. You don't see yourself. You don't see your own. You don't see your ego. You see God and his kingdom. If you can read the book of, the book of Acts, you will see that. Those people who made the change in people's life, they didn't have power. They didn't have money. They didn't have too much influence, or those people who have high names, who know them. God empowered men and women to dedicate, to stand for God with the Holy Spirit. They had one weapon. They knew that they couldn't do, they couldn't penetrate their community. They couldn't penetrate their society without the Holy Spirit of God. And remember, when Jesus went to heaven, he asked them, go to Jerusalem and go to the upper room. Do you still, in the lower level, If you are at the lower level, you will never get the spirit of God. He told them, all of you, join together in the upper room. And something will happen. They are blessing in unity. They are blessing when people have the same vision. The spirit of God come upon us when we are devoted and dedicated to God's kingdom. When they met in the upper room, no one was talking about their own business. No one did talk about me, me, me. They saw God and his glory. They saw God, how he sent Jesus to die on the cross. They were praying together. And the spirit of God came upon them. Hundred And 20. Say amen. And after that. When Peter. Who I don't know. About you. But I never preach. Even without preaching. And to see. Three thousand people. Come to Jesus in a second. With our own mind we can't. With our own knowledge we can't. By the Spirit of God is possible. And they were devoted. When I was reading here, I saw that the one who wrote, I don't know why he didn't say, they devoted themselves to the apostle teaching and to the fellowship. And if you can see from 42, 42, there is a conjunction that is missing is not a mistake. When we talk about fellowship, it shows that breaking the breaking of the bread and prayer is kind of subtitle of the fellowship. Hello, they were devoted to the teaching and fellowship. Fellowship is not coming to church only and to say, hallelujah, brother, and God bless you. Fellowship is something different. And that's why you can see the of 42 didn't put and he put comma to show that after fellowship they were breaking bread and prayers. Mean that breaking the bread and prayers is part of fellowship. Say amen. And here, what happened? I told you that those who did make impact and changes in their communities, in their society, they didn't have power of influence. Let's see for example, can you see Pira? Pira was a fisherman. In my city in Bukavu, we are surrounded with the lake we call Lake Kivu. And in Lake Kivu, we have those fishermen. If you see a fisherman, there are those people who are daily. In Lake they are not those, those those big fish. They are those small fishes and stinks. Because those still uh, kind of wet from the river, and because it has been over overfished and now the lake doesn't produce any more big fishes produce only small fishes we call them in quote in our those who come from congo or from east africa they know what we call sambaza those are small fishes they got from the lake and the fisher who will be fish who was fishing all night and day he will keep them in his boat with him there is no refrigerator and there it can be hot, And the fish, if it's not in the freeze, what will happen? They will sting. And the one who is carrying the fish will do what? Will sting. I'm trying to show you the life of a fisherman. That was called Peter. But with his no qualification in the community. Through the Spirit of God he becomes the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. Who was supposed to to choose Peter to say he was supposed to lead the congregation in Jerusalem? None. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, everything is possible. Philip, He becomes the first evangelist and missionary to cross cultural group. I think Bethel Christian fellowships, they didn't choose their name by mistake. A place of worship of all nations. In Africa, they don't give names by mistake. Our parents give us names depend with the circumstance and what is happening. If the parent had had time or they were suffering and they will have a baby, they call the baby Mateso or Masumbuko. Or if the parent mother and father, they had love, and they have good time. When they have a baby, they will call the baby Mapendo. Mapendo in Swahil means love in English. Name has meaning. And the name chosen by Bethel Christian Fellowship, a place for worship for all nations, didn't come from you. Wasn't your revelation. Was a revelation through the Spirit of God. Because God has a plan, say Amen. And here, Philip was a wonderful teacher cross culture. Stephen, he he did he did stand against those false religious leader of his day, and becomes the first martyr. We can see also about Barnabas and Paul, how they established the first equipping and sending church in Antioch, and they lead the first mission. The church wasn't only coming and reading and singing and giving offering, but here we see they were devoted to the teaching of the apostle. I don't know, Sometimes when I miss my Sunday morning service, I always feel I lost a lot. Do you know what we call church home? Your home church means that that is a place when you get in, you feel relaxed. You want to hear from God. You want to hear from the man, God pointed to be there to minister to you. If you can't respect authority, you can't get authority. If you can't respect responsible or responsibility, you can't be handed responsibility. How come, you know, to be be a winner, you need to be part of the team? Say amen. You can't do things by your own To be a winner To be successful You must be part of the team And the Bible Tell us in Hebrew 12 See how me. Hebrew 12 Let's see here Therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness let us throw all everything that hand us and the sin that so easily entangle and let us run with perseverance the rest marked out for us what rest do we have we are surrounded with who Many witnesses, the disciples, they reached to bring 3,000 people in the church. It was only with their actions. Those who were outside said, let's go check and see what is going on inside. They were devoted to what those ministers as God called, they were telling them and for the fellowship. If you want, you know, medically, you know why people get heart attack? People get heart attack when your heart can't produce enough oxygen. And your heart is producing too much carbon dioxide and feed off Oxygen. Now the blood will cloud. and if the blood will cloud, you will not get the blood will not circulate from your heart to your brain, and you get a huh? heart attack. Because your heart, the blood is not. Do you know what clogged the area of Christian when you tell them about fellowship? when i when i talk about fellowship i'm trying to explain what was happening here because Acts 242 shows the kingdom of god shows how we can practice together the kingdom of god and the nature of this context here it was about the fellowship, they were sharing resources. When we talk about to share resources, we talk about properties, we talk about money, we talk about food. Maybe you will tell me, you want to tell me that no one did have their own house or their own money or their own but I want to tell you that that the need or all believers were met because people were fellowship together. What means this? When we depend on God, when we see that God is our source, when we see that God is our help, we see each other that. The need of uh, my brothers and sisters can be physically or spiritually is my own need. And that's what he has called fellowship. And here you can see how the disciple did live together. You can see how the disciple did rejoice their faith. Because when people, they told them about fellowship, breaking the bread, praying together, they feel like, again, they are preaching about money. Again, they are preaching about resources. Again, again, again. But we need to understand that we can change in our minds we can change whatever we want to do, but the word of God will never change. That's how the church grew up. The church grew up because people were together. And whatever they did, they did that with joy. They didn't do things because so they can see them are them who have. The one who had something and didn't have something, they felt together as a body of Christ. And if we can live that way, we will change our area. We will change St. Paul. We will change Minnesota. We don't need to say that, I told you that, those who changed 3,000 people, instantly, it wasn't about somebody who stood up and started preaching. People came to see the wonders of the Holy Spirit. And no human being have the power to change no one. When God is walking, the Spirit of God touches souls and God saves himself. Change people himself. No pastor, no human being have the power to change no one. But with the Holy Spirit, by trusting God, there is change and here they were devoted to the teaching do you pray for your pastor do you pray for your brothers and sisters when they stand up preaching when they stand up uh, uh, singing or doing any kind of work in the church or do you see it about him But these people, whatever anyone did, they felt they are together. They are one body. And that's how it is in heaven. That's how the kingdom of God must be. When we depend of God, we must act like God. If we want to be a follower of Jesus, we must act like Jesus. I always tell my children... If you want to live in my house, you must follow my rules. And if you don't want to follow my rules, you need to move, move out. And add, if we want to be fulfilled, if we want to get God's blessings, we must follow what God teaches What God tells us to do. And the word of God said that they devote themselves to the apostle teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of the bread and prayer. In Thessalonians, you can see that 16 5 16. Be joyful always, pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Do you, when you are walking in God's kingdom, do you talk about you or you think that if you didn't do this, nobody will do it? Or when you do things, you try to to praise yourself am this or that? what is your joy? what makes you happy? are you happy when you get money? Yes it's not bad to get money but you will see that's different from the word of God when Jesus chose the twelve disciples he added 72 more. And those 72 more he sent them to go to preach the word of God. Luke 10:17 through 20. The 72 returned with joy and said, "Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name." He replied, "I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirit submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Say amen. That's our joy. That's the joy of the body of Christ. Whatever we do when we meet together, We know that we are doing that for the kingdom of God. We are breaking the bread together. We are eating the meal. We are following the the teaching. Only for the glory of God. And we sacrifice ourselves. We are here this morning because of one purpose. So we can see Jesus one day. And the 72 they were joyful. Do you know what happened to them? Imagine, 72 people, there was a joy in Judea. Because those people went somewhere to preach, people were healed, and they rebuked demons, and when they returned, they were praising themselves, they was ready to give the report to the master. And the master asked them, what happened where you were? they said, Master, you know what we did? Some people wasn't walking. We touched them in your name and they were walking. And those who didn't have food, we give them food and they start eating. But Jesus told them, be careful. Whatever you do for God's kingdom, you can't praise yourself for that. You must praise yourself for one thing. Because your name is written in heaven. Say, Amen. That's why we are here. And that's why this disciple, that's why the church were devoted together. That's why they were following the teaching of the apostles. That's why they were meeting for prayer. When we talk about prayer, I'm not telling you that when I tell you pray without ceasing, to do not walk or to be locking yourself in one room without doing nothing prayer for us christian is like breathing we can't live without breathing the first thing the doctor checks when they say somebody's dead they always check if they still is somebody still and for us the breathing of a christian is Prayer. A Christian, believer without prayer, is dead. Imagine if somebody can. T- People think that praying, you need to close your, your eye. Imagine one day, maybe if you, are, maybe you can. You are driving your car, and the Spirit of God will tell you. Today's the deep teachers. You need to pray without see, seeing. Now I feel like I can pray and I'm driving my vehicle in the highway. What happens if you close your eyes? What will happen? You will crash. Um people think that when you close your eyes, that means <laughs> praying without ceasing. Or when you lock yourself in the room, or when you are bu- maybe that doesn't happen here, but in Africa. They are those con, those mafia prayer. He will create something, a room of prayer, and he will be telling people, come, don't walk, bring your belonging, and I will pray for you. He will steal everything they have, saying that, give to me, and God will bless you. He doesn't, he doesn't walk. He tells people to bring food there, to bring cloth, to bring money, means that he will pray for them. Yes, it's better to pray with other, but I never seen my Bible. Where they told us that stop doing your daily life and lock yourself somewhere and start pray, praying. If somebody tells you stop breathing, can you live? Means for us to live, we must breathe. And for us to live, we must pray. Pray is part of our life. Pray is part of our journey. Pray is the kingdom of God. And fellowship is part of praying. Sharing resources is part of fellowship. Breaking the bread, helping those that need that's part of fellowship and we are called and that's what the car the church is called to do that's our responsibility no one will do that we are surrounded with many witnesses they are looking at us many are making mockery on earth when we get in jumping praying teaching singing they say look at them and who are you what are you showing to the those who are surrounding are you devoted to the teaching? Are you fellowshipping with others, or you feel like is you about you with what you have? I'm telling you that your life is from God. Whatever you have is from God. Your money, your car, your resources, is, those are from God. He can give to you, and if He wants, He can take away. But one thing you will left with, if your name is written. In the book of heaven. And then they were devoted. And that's what I said here that. They were devoted to the teaching. Of apostles. And fellowship. And the fellowship here they say. Breaking the bread. And prayer. Prayer. What life do you live? Do you remember only to pray when you have problems? Do you pray only when you are in need? Do you go to church or you seek God first when you have problems in front of you? We must have a culture of prayer. We must have a culture of fellowship. That's how the church The first church grow up. That's how the church proclaimed the kingdom of God. And that's the culture of dependency. Means we see that with our own knowledge we can't. With our wealth and resources we can't. But we depend on God. We surrender to God to show him that without you God we are nothing. Without you, God, our wealth, our resources, our beauty is nothing. We depend on you, God. I remember when I left Africa. I came in this country, I didn't know no one. And I told you that here one time. I went to New York with my family. I didn't know no one in New York, so I decided to move in Minnesota. In Africa, we have a culture no one if your neighbor can be able to swear or to cook a chicken you know a chick in africa you go and go to the market you buy yourself a, a chicken you will slaughter it and you will cook it but if you be able to finish the whole chicken yourself without sharing with your neighbor they will call you a thief i think those who are from africa know that a chicken can be shared one chicken can be shared with the whole community who lives around each one a small a small piece. You you feel guilty how I will finish the whole chicken. Myself and my neighbor didn't get a piece. And home we have uncle aunt everybody and when I came in this country I was frustrated. I say I didn't have no one, because I had a set mind that whatever happened, I have my uncle, I have my, my brothers and sisters, I can run to. I forget one thing, that I must depend on God. When I said I didn't have no man, but the word of God came to me, you have Jesus. It's better to lose whatever you can lose in this world, but to know in your life, You have Jesus. And when you have Jesus, you depend on him. You don't depend on your own knowledge. You don't depend on your own. But you see that without Jesus, I can't live. Without Jesus, I'm nothing. And if we can create such culture to show that wherever we are, wherever we have, any education, any position, is not about me, is to proclaim God and his kingdom, Wherever God put you, maybe if you are a bus driver, you are a nurse. Whatever you do, you go to the... Show God's kingdom. And people will ask, who are you? You are speaking like him. You remember when Jesus was about to get crucified. Peter was trying to hide himself. A young lady told him, you, I know you, Your, your accent. Your accent, you sound like? Like him. We must have Jesus' accent. When I'm speaking to you, you can know that my English is broken because I have an accent. How you get recognized? Do you get recognized with what you have or who you are? Or you get recognized through Jesus? Because when you see him, you depend on him. You see that you are only God. Without you, I'm nothing. Without you, I can't live. Without you, I can't have a wife. Without you, I can't have a husband. Without you, I can't have an education. Without you, I can't have money. Without you, I can't have children. And you will say, God all belong to you. Remember Job. Job had all wealth. Job had all resources. But God say, I don't care with what Job has. Take everything, but don't touch his soul. The money were taken away. Everything he had were taken away. But he depended on God. When we depend on God, people can try to turn table on earth. But God, his kingdom, will stand up and fight for us. Devil knows how he attacked Christians. You see what you have, you start worshipping your house, you start worshipping your money, you start worshipping your education, you start worshipping your job, you start worshipping who you are and you forget that God is with his kingdom in his glory. Let's do whatever we do for God's glory in his kingdom. We are the way we are is because of God. I always tell my brothers and sisters from Africa, remember when you came in this country. You did three days in the plane. You didn't have nothing. You never drove a vehicle in your country. Today you can drive a vehicle, you have a spoon, you have a couch, you have a bed, you can switch on the wall, and you can see the light. How come you can't glorify God? If you if you need if people look for testimony what testimony you want your own life is a testimony and you must worship him And to show him, when you go in your house, when you look at your children, when you look at what you have, when you start your vehicle, when you are on the table eating the meal, because in Africa, I know people, they do round. somebody will say, you will eat today and you will eat tomorrow. But you can eat breakfast, you can eat lunch, you can eat dinner. Anytime you are on the table, you say, thank you God, I'm eating because of you. Whatever you have and whatever you are is for God's glory and his kingdom. Your life belongs to God. Your health belongs to God. Your wealth belongs to God. Your resources belong to God. We must worship him daily and night. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Almighty God. And if we can do that, we will see how we'll change Minnesota. And people will ask, Who are they? And you will say that, I know I'm doing this, I'm Christian, because my name is written in the book of life. No matter we go through, we are not worried, we are not discouraged, because you know Jesus is with us. I remember I was in Belgium on Wednesday. My flight was canceled and I was supposed to be here on Wednesday, but when I was supposed to board the flight, they told us, okay, it's the last minute you, after one, one hour late, your flight will not go, it have mechanical problems. And they told us, you guys need to go out to check out to customs and to go to reschedule your, your flight. And you guys will not take the same directions. Wherever you get direction, is be- you'll find what direction will make you reach home. And I did get out because I didn't have too, m- I didn't have too many bags or legs. I ran out. I went quickly because also, you know, I have my, my passport and I went through the customs. And I was online the first to wait to, huh, to reschedule my, my flight. They came a wonderful young lady. I don't know what's wrong with her. And she, she was a team leader. And she told me they went to a mission in Rwanda. They were from, I don't know, Florida or California, I don't remember. And she had a bunch of youth, I don't know, 12 or 14. I'm standing wearing the young lady to tune on the call, the computer. She came in front of me with 15 pa passport. Imagine. You have been wearing all day at the a- airport. After 8 hours of flight from Africa to, Be- to Belgium, I didn't eat. And I'm waiting to reschedule next flight so I can go to a hotel to catch my flight the next day. And you will see a wonderful young lady coming from a mission with 18 pa passport and come on front of me. When, when she came on front of me, <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> I was looking at her. She said, what are you laughing about? I said, I'm happy. I told her, I'm, I'm happy. What are you happy about? Say, I'm happy. Because I have Jesus. have Jesus? Yes, I have Jesus. And she said, and me too, I'm Christian. (laughs) We just came from Rwanda from the mission youth. You know, and after she told me, I'm sorry. I was frustrated. I didn't know because I have the youth who never travel. And I decided so. Whatever will happen, I need to go on front so I can get a flight, so I can get them home quickly. I wasn't thinking. I told you, mom you didn't do nothing wrong. You are right. She asked me, who are you? I said, I'm Justin, and I'm a servant of God. But I love you. And her, she told me, I never see even a, a Christian allow me to go on front. On his line in the grocery. I did this with my own ego, but God just just teach me. Why I'm telling you that I'm trying to show you that we will bring many to Jesus. We don't need to preach. We must show our action. If I was supposed to react, what was supposed to happen? And by myself, she's here there with 18 youth. Or teenager, maybe they would build me up. <laughs> but you need to understand this if the first church was able to change the world, their communities, is because they were kingdom minded. Kingdom minded. And we must live the same. We must do the same. And if we can see, Wherever we are and whatever we do, any place, any condition, any circumstances, we rejoice for the Lord. You see our brother, 72, when I read in Luke, we're joyful because they rebuked the devil. But Jesus told them, don't rejoice with what you do. Do not rejoice with who you are. Yes, maybe you support us in the church, you give a big offering. Hallelujah, God bless you. But you don't need to rejoice about that. You must rejoice because your name is written in heaven. You are not doing that for the pastor, you are not doing that for me. You are not doing that but you are doing that for God and his glory. And all of us we must have kingdom momentum and to depend on God and to see who we are, whatever we do, whatever we are, our dependency depend on God. Your brother, your friends, people you trust can give up on you. Can change their mind, but God will never change his mind. People can rebuke you and run away from you, but God and Jesus will be with you. That's why it's better to depend on God than depend on what we have. We must be devoted to the teaching of the church and to the fellowship by breaking the bread and to prayer, because prayer is our life. God bless you. Amen.
0: We're going to respond. If you could stand to your feet, we're going to glorify the Lord together. And as we close our time here, we are going to lift up our voices together in worship to our King. And if you're here this morning and you've never stepped into the fellowship of the body of Christ and become a part of the people of God, this day you can do that and have your name written in the book, the book of life. It's as simple as acknowledging your sinfulness like that young man did with Brian and Peg with Brian when he was there 10 years ago and we're acknowledging that Jesus Christ died on the cross to break the power of sin and death and to bring you into life today if you'd like to Step into life with Jesus. Tom and Kathy are right down front here. Pastor Justin's right down here. Others would be happy to pray with you as you receive and step into the kingdom of God. And for those of us who have, what a timely and helpful reminder. We want to walk in a culture of dependence on Him. So let's close together, I don't know what exactly, what are we singing here? Be magnified, if we can get the words up here. We're just gonna, when God is magnified, He's made larger in our eyes. This is the heart of dependence. Lord Jesus, that is the prayer of our hearts and it is the prayer of this house. Lord God, that you would be magnified. Lord, that you would increase as we decrease. Lord, that you would weave deep into our very being this culture of dependence on you. Lord, let your word dwell richly now in our hearts and may it find deep roots and may it bear much fruit that will remain within us individually and corporately in this house for your glory. And now with open hands receive the benediction I want to pray as I do. I want to pray, Lord, for the group going to camp today, to senior high camp, to those who are going as leaders and those that are going as students. Lord, that your blessing will rest on each one and that this week you will mark lives for you for eternity. And that, God, you would protect them and be with them on the road up today and on the road back on Friday. May you guard and may your angels surround them and guard them and keep them in all of their going and coming, Lord God. And now may you be filled with the immeasurable love of God the Father, the irresistible mercy and grace of Jesus Christ the Son, and the inexhaustible strength and power, comfort and hope of the Holy Spirit be with you and yours as you go from this house to yours. Go! With the banner of His favor and goodness over your life, sent to make disciples of all nations, to breathe the life of heaven in your soul each day. Until we gather in this house, our eternal home, I bless you, people of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, go in his grace and goodness now, in Jesus' name. Amen.